What's up, everybody? This is Sharon Shabazz. Head over to therealhiphop.com slash store right now and get yourself a t-shirt. The t-shirts bear the realhiphop.com logo, and they come in three different colors with sizes that range from small to double XL. That's therealhiphop.com slash store. T-H-E-R-E-A-L-H-I-P-H-O-P.com slash store shirts are shipped domestically and are only ten dollars so check them out and support the show This is Sharon Shabazz, and you're listening to the RealHipHop.com podcast. On this episode, I talk to California-born, but now Atlanta-based artist, Mix Lee. Mix Lee recently released an EP produced by UK producer Configure called Make My Way. The EP blends East Coast and West Coast sounds to support Mix Lee's lyrics, which paint an optimistic picture for the future. On this show, I talked to Mix Lee about working with producer Configure, how they were able to overcome some of life's hardships, and their new EP, Make My Way. Why did you title the new EP, Make My Way? Well, the EP is something that was largely a personal project. Um, Obviously, there is authenticity in everything that I do, but sometimes the message that I make in my art is for other people, and sometimes it's for myself. (laughs) And in this particular case, this EP really felt like it was for me, Um, just kind of almost a proof of concept for myself. Um, Hey, look at me. I'm an artist. I can put this art out that means something to me that talks about my own experiences um, and is a tone of hopefulness. And so what I like about the title Make My Way is that it, uh, it doesn't imply that you've already gotten through everything and everything's great. It doesn't imply that it's hopeless. It implies that you will figure out, you will make your way. And I like that a lot. I think it's a very empowering um, title. Yeah, I I got that message listening to the EP. Um, Configure, how did you end up working with Configure? Uh, you know, I have to credit social media for that, actually. Um, I joined Twitter because I uh, wanted to be able to follow information about my uh, favorite band, Run the Jewels. And in the course of doing so, ended up kind of... Um, Weirdly getting like, uh, Chuck D follows me. I don't know what kind of thing I did that, that he wanted to follow me, but it feels great. Uh, and, and, and Configa is, uh, a part of his record label. And so, um, you know, 
in interacting with Chuck D and interacting with Post, I started to kind of see him on the ancillary. And when we started to connect, we found we were really aligned on, you know, a passion for music and absolute love for the golden era of hip hop. I grew up on the West Coast in the 90s. So, you know, that was stuff that was just very uh, important to me. And so we linked up because we just had that same kind of passion for, you know, similar uh, subgenres of hip hop. So. Yeah. You know, Chuck is uh, way more down to earth than he should be. Um, <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> he's, he's he's one of the best people I've met in hip hop. He's just he's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and he's just a regular dude. Right, he's someone who will speak to me like he would speak to you, like he would speak to Killer Mike. Like they're all, <laughs> you know, he's 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 a very uh, cool, down to earth person, and and you know, he's definitely one of the inspirations for me. I love the way that he speaks truth to power, and that he speaks about real important issues, and he's been doing that for decades. So you know, definitely someone I look up to, and it's an honor to even be ancillary associated with yeah, him. Definitely, definitely. Um. The music is half East Coast, half West Coast on the EP. Did you set out to use beats that were so different from each other? I did, actually. Um <clears throat> Part of uh, part of what I wanted to accomplish with this EP for myself, it was only a few tracks, but... Um, you know, I'm relatively new to to making and releasing music. I've only been rapping for a couple of years now. Uh, so this was uh, something for me to kind of um, showcase, hey, you know, here's some different styles I can play around with, um, different theming. What I wanted was if you listen to that, what you could really take away from it was, you know, this is how this person approaches life. And this is the potential they have musically as an artist. This is, you know, the kind of different things that they can play around with. So it was just kind of a, a way to introduce myself and say, hey, here's some things I can do. You know, do you like these things? Yeah, it worked. It, it didn't sound forced or anything. It, it, it blends real well. Yeah, I spent a lot of time um, thinking about, uh, you know, the order of songs, what I was writing, was it too far outside of the other songs? I didn't want anything that fell so far outside that it felt like it was just kind of random things tacked together. I wanted there to be cohesion, even though there was a wide range of things there. I still wanted it to feel like this is one artist on one EP. Okay. Um. On the title track, you talk about defeating doubt, and it's very optimistic, but you mentioned the vicious cycle within. Um, what exactly is the vicious cycle within? Barely left, and it's coming again. Hardly right, I have to fight the vicious cycle within. Swimming right round, baby, but it feels so wrong. Talking right now, baby, time to stay so long. Defeating the doubt, you know I'll figure it out. Super quick, 86, to the cyclical bounce. I've been on one lately, but it ends today. In the long run, baby, I will make my way. What a beautiful day to watch my whole world burn. Irrefutable ways, I see the old wheel turn. But I'm on to the game, don't want to leave it the same. I'm projecting the path. A positive change, break the cycle, mend the soul, seek the light, don't lose the goal. Hold to right, it won't lead me wrong when my dreams. 
choice of what to do with my voice. Do I let it blend in to all the impotent noise? Or do I shout in the double, let out all of the trouble? Try to poke bigger holes in the comfortable bubble. Wipe away the veneer, till the picture is clear. Take the reins of my life, find the courage to steer. And after years and years of feeding the dark, I will waste no tears. I will find my spark, light it up times three. I'm L.E.G. I got that fire burning inside me. And I'll stoke the flames, release the blame. But sure, as I breathe, I'll have bad days when I feel too small in so many ways. So I'll steal my nerves and fight the fight. Might lose the day, but I'll win the night. Barely left and it's coming again. Hardly right, I have to fight the vicious cycle within. Swimming right round, baby, but it feels so wrong. Talking right now, baby, time to stay so long. Defeating the doubt, you know I'll figure it out. Super quick, 86, to the cyclical bout. I've been on one lately, but it is. Well, uh, for me, <laughs> my vicious cycle kind of looks like, um, you know, I've done a lot of healing and a lot of work in my life to get over things I've been through and to um, establish who I am and live that authentically on the outside. Um, and a vicious cycle for me happens when I start to have doubt creep back in and I question progress I've made and I question where I'm at and, and you know, um, it's just this kind of self-reflection process where on those bad days, it's like you look at yourself and for whatever reason, the ruler that you're using to measure yourself that day, it's just shorter than every other day. And you feel like you're not figuring it out. You know, it's not coming together. And um, <clears throat> vicious cycle in some ways can imply okay, this is never going to end. It's, you know, uh, this is a, you know, it, it can sound a bit defeatist, but part of what I like about that song is that juxtaposition of acknowledging, Hey, mental health issues do crop back up, but my overall feeling is that I will get through things and I will progress forward. And I feel I've, you know, I've definitely done that in life. And so that vicious cycle, I'm still cycling up, but sometimes I have those moments that kind of cause me to question, you know? Yeah. Definitely. I think we all do. We all do. Yeah. I, I, you know, it's, it's certainly, um, you know, something I had in my mind was, you know, part of releasing these songs was yes, that they are for me, but I had hoped that it would resonate with other people who kind of had those same feelings. Cause I definitely know I'm not alone in feeling that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. On the song survival, you speak about overcoming pain in your life. How are you able to get to the point where you realize that hard times are only temporary? Caught in the dark when your worlds are depart and the shreds won't assemble the same. Left with us left when there's nobody left to remind you that you're not to blame. Sick of it all, never pride, just the fall and the pain as the cycle repeats. Trapped in the rift through the ashes, I sift for the path that was slipped by defeat. But I can't seem the tide and the waves take a toll and I'm weary and wet to the depths of my soul. I search for reprieve, but it's 
it seems to elude when I try to conceive it, the darkness intrudes. Keep moving, but I'm dreading each step. Still giving, though I got nothing left. Can't stop, cause I gotta get through. Won't end up ending it all in fear of starting anew. Could lie, but rather stand in the truth. Spend time to take a bullet or noose. Dark days I didn't want to go on, but at the end of the pain I didn't want to be gone. I knew better than to put it on me. I've been battered, had to fight my way free. Most days it feels far in the past, while other moments are marred. Amid it all flooding back, it's just survival. And it's worth the fight, but sometimes it takes all your might. And some nights you can't make it better, but don't be afraid, it won't be forever. I would say, in all honesty, it took a long time to get there. Um, for a lot of my life, I think I was drifting through pretty hopeless. Um, I had never really seen anything in my life to indicate things were going to get better. And so I thought, you know, this is existence. Um, and, you know, slowly over time, it was like I couldn't help myself. I was too stubbornly optimistic. I kept seeing little rays of hope and I would cling on to them desperately. And, and I found that the more that I sought hope and I sought positivity and I started almost arguing with myself when I would be down on myself, I found that it became easier every time. It was easier to see them. They were more prevalent. They lasted longer. And before I knew it, I found that the more I, I seek the light, you know, I really don't, I really don't lose the goal. And so, you know, that was a big part of, you know, this whole EP, all the songs. Um, but with survival, I wanted to talk about the darkness and the way that it feels in those moments when you do feel down. And, you know, that was definitely kind of the approach I had for that song. Okay. How much of your struggles in life would you attribute to being a non-binary person living in the South? I would say uh, I am relatively lucky in that um, <clears throat> I uh, still kind of pass uh, as, as female-bodied. And uh, I like to wear makeup and wear feminine clothing. So there are people who just don't really understand that I'm gender non-conforming. So for me, in a lot of ways, I don't experience the same kind of difficulty that, for example, my very visibly queer girlfriend uh, receives here. You know, she she encounters a little bit more than I do because she doesn't fit so neatly um, visually into any kind of binary. And, um, you know, for me, it is a struggle in terms of making meaningful connections with people. But I don't experience a ton of direct hardship as a result of that right now because the world tends to pick a gender for you. And if you don't push back on that, you don't get a lot of uh, anger. But the more you push back, it really is, you know, the more you speak up, you know, when, you know, my name <clears throat> being Mix Lee as my performance name, even that, you know, it's it's a little bit of a push to say, hey, I'm I'm not what you think I am. And, you know, that pushback definitely appears the more that I speak out and live authentically. Mm. OK, so for those that don't know, explain what being non-binary is and how long have you felt um, that you weren't male or female strongly in a particular way? Sure. You know, I know that with um, <clears throat> all of this language um, becoming more ubiquitous because of social media, it's easy for people to think, oh, these are new ideas. These are trends. You know, people just want to be cool and interesting. So they make stuff up. Um, but really what 
you know, I have found is that the word non-binary is kind of an umbrella term that is really just to describe when you don't fit neatly into either of the constructed boxes for gender that we've created. Um, you know, if you think of a man or a woman in your mind, there's a lot of traits that don't have anything to do with genitalia that we associate with men and women. Makeup, hanging sheetrock, <laughs> getting your nails done. You know, there's just things that, that you know, we, we have gendered everything. And when you don't fit neatly into any of those boxes, um, you know, for me, that's kind of what I um, take non-binary to be is I, I saw that they were saying, hey, you know, here's here's the two things we made. And it's like, well, I, thank you. But neither of these labels apply to me. Um, and when I was younger, there wasn't at least a, I did not ever hear any kind of discussion that there was anything besides a man or a woman. You're a man or you're a woman. Maybe you're transgender and you want to, you know, you're a man who becomes a woman, but there was nothing else that I knew of that existed outside of that. So for as long as I can remember, I just felt like a broken girl or a broken woman, like I hadn't quite achieved it. It was almost feeling like I was in costume and that at any moment someone would look at me and go, wait a minute. That's not right. <laughs> and then when I found the language of non-binary, it was like, oh, oh, I'm not a broken woman. I'm just not a woman. I'm not a man either. That leaves me with being non-binary. Or, you know, you could even say that the way that I interpret it, it's a little bit like a gender. I don't think I have a gender, basically. Uh, none of them work for me. <laughs> okay. Thanks for explaining that. That's, that's very important. Yeah, no problem. I know it's uh, definitely something that's kind of new in the lexicon and certainly with as gendered as hip hop is, you know, it's hard. Uh, where do I fit? Am I one of the female MCs? You know, it's, it's, it's hard to say, you know, so I, it's important to bring that language into the conversation. Definitely. I want to go back. You mentioned Run the Jewels being your favorite. Why is that your favorite band? Run the Jewels. Uh really inspires me for a number of reasons, um, largely because they speak from the heart. They speak from their own perspectives, which are accurate and not, um, you know, LP never tries to talk about the black experience because LP is not black. And so when he speaks, it's from his experience. And they're very much into that same kind of Chuck D thought of speaking truth to power, talking about things that uh, really matter and are of substance. Um, while what I appreciate about them is they still manage to have so much fun while they do it. Um, they can talk about incredibly serious things and then mention that their dick has a Michelin star. And I really respect <laughs> that range and that ability to within the same song, you know, inspire someone with, with very uplifting words. And then, you know, having that fun bravado that's so common and so, um, you know, necessary to really, you know, be that foundation of hip hop. And so I just love their message. And I love the way that what they do in their music is not so distant from who they are as people. So when you see them in interviews, when you meet them, it lines up. It's not like, oh, your persona has been turned off. You know, it definitely feels like this is Mike and Jamie and they're talking to you and here's what they have to say. And they just happen to sound amazing while they do it. <laughs> okay. Who would you say inspired you to want to be an MC? Um. So I have loved hip hop 
my entire life. Um, for as long as I can remember, it has been the music that has just interested me the most. Uh, you know, first on a kind of superficial level, and then, you know, as I matured and started exploring more of it, absolutely on just a deeper emotional level with, you know, the lyricism, I would credit the biggest inspiration for me to actually really put pen to paper and start writing would be Aesop Rock. Um, he is an incredible poet and he's, you know, an underground rapper who I would say he's, you know, the top of the underground. A lot of people know about who he is, but most people, when you say his name, go, did you mean ASAP Rocky? <laughs> and in this case, no, I did not. He is um, so clever with taking just a phrase you've heard a million times in your life and saying it in a way you've just absolutely never heard before, but you still instantly understand. And I just love, I love his ability to, to paint pictures with words. And, um, you know, I consider him above all else a poet. And when I really got into his music, I was like, look, I can, I can find a way to use this art to make poetry, to make something meaningful. And that was a really big inspiration to me. So him and Run the Jewels were big in that. Okay. You have a song that's not on the EP called White Lies. Um, what inspired you to write that song? cry over little white lies another snuffed out in the blink of an eye another struck down in the name of our skin in the pursuit of untruth they'll go and do it again baby don't fret this will never touch you from the moment of birth you've had an innocent hue and an ignorant view we belabor to build cutting empathy out letting apathy fill till we're willing to kill with the weapon of silence sitting up on the hill looking down at the violence heads a shake lips a quiver don't ask for help you know we won't deliver we consider the cost and decide not to act all the lives that are lost deserve it after the fact that simply must be the case it's all we're willing to face it's such a tired old tactic to take the topic to race we're choosing not to engage because we have nothing to lose we won't acknowledge the cage we still approve of its use not seeing who's really next but don't they say that it's bliss we've made a comfortable life of never getting the gist honey don't cry over little white lies another snuffed out in the blink of an eye another struck down in the name of our skin in the pursuit of untruth we'll watch them do it again problem really isn't new it's just been filmed for mass consumption and the virus gave us time to chip away at our presumption so we cracked open the door we've been avoiding long before and when we look upon ourselves we start to recognize the horror but the truth is very bright and we're accustomed to the dark we self-examine with one eye closed because the difference is too stark we stumble all over the stage to show we weren't the worst ones out instead of handing off the mic because we're not what it's about take a moment to breathe think of the people who can't and everyone left to grieve for those not given a chance we can't keep doing this dance as though we don't know the steps we're marching on with the plan we know what's happening next we make the cycle repeat with every step of our feet we'll take the hashtags and hoodies but we're not taking the heat with every lick of the flames we circle closer to blame but will we face it head on or try to shield it with shame honey don't cry over little white lies another snuffed out in the blink of an eye another struck down in the name of our skin in the pursuit of untruth will let them do it <clears throat> well <laughs> the current state of things in america uh is as such that i felt uh us white people here we really have a tendency to want to make ourselves feel better 
about uh, a lot of things uh, having to do with white supremacy and structural racism that we are complicit in. And that's very um, difficult for a lot of us to accept. And so I find that we use a lot of Mm, disingenuous logic and euphemisms and niceties to soothe ourselves. And so the idea with white lies was, well, here's a lullaby for you, little baby. Let me reassure you, you know, that you've done nothing wrong. But I wanted to really speak to the fact that we wring our hands and we speak as though we understand but we vote for the same people and we push the same policies and we believe the same lies because if we didn't, we'd have to acknowledge how much we participate in these things. And so I really wanted to kind of speak to the moderate white in America and say, hey, this is these are lies that we are feeding to our kids and we are believing for ourselves because it helps us feel less to blame. Okay. Well, tell the listeners about the great cause they can support by purchasing the song. Oh, yes. Uh, any proceeds that I have for that song, I release all of my music for free, but on Bandcamp, you can always you know, pay more if you want to. Any proceeds I get from that song, any revenue from streaming is going to be donated to Black Lives Matter and uh, national bail funds to help people who um, are basically continuing to be incarcerated because they cannot afford to pay bail, um, which I think is a very important um, thing to support because that's essentially criminalizing poverty. Um, and I definitely want to make sure we move away from that. Okay. All right. Last question then. What's your ultimate goal in hip hop? Well, for me, my goal is to make art that is meaningful, that is authentic, that is very respectful of the fact that no matter how long I make music or how successful I am at it, I will always be a guest to hip hop culture. And so I will always be in learning mode, in listening mode, and making sure that I don't tread places I don't belong and I don't try on the trappings of a culture that I have no connection to or no understanding of. So for me, it's just that continuing education, trying to use my voice to help other people understand uh, the reality of things and just be a positive force through my art. All right. Mix Lee. Thank you for joining the realhiphop.com podcast. Indeed, I appreciate you, Sharon. It was always a pleasure. Thank you. The real hip hop MCM and DJ from your own mind, you know. I just right now we should start the show.